Christmas without the present. Henry, hold your present up. Give a little shake. Yep, definitely something inside there. Uh, we've got part of the perfect Christmas dinner. Hands up if you like sprouts. Oh, oh, okay, quite a few. Um, and um, right, we've got we've got the perfect family. Anybody recognise any of those? Ah, very good. Right. Um, for those of you that can't see, we can just transmit this picture up there. So here we go. And there's another one as well. Um, so this is the McAllister family made famous from the Christmas film, my favourite Christmas film, um, Home Alone. Um, so I suppose we should probably open this present, shouldn't we? So guys, do you want to help Henry open up the present? Oh, there we go. Straight in. There you go. Okay. Okay, keep going, nearly there. Definitely something in there. Oh, okay, lovely. Open it up. Right, keep going, keep going. Okay, can you hold it up? What have you got, Henry? Yay, novelty Christmas box. Thank you very much, guys. I'll have those. Um, can we give our finders a big clap, guys? You can go and sit yourselves back down now. Thank you. Okay, I'll take those. Thanks, Mary. Great. So, um, a little bit disappointing, uh, perhaps, when you see the great big box with all the lovely paper and all the ribbon. Um, and actually, we've probably all experienced when actually the wrapping is a little bit more exciting than what is actually inside. And we have to do a kind of, yay, thank you, surprise face when we actually open present. Um, and actually, thinking about it, often all these things that we've just found here, components of the perfect Christmas, um, they can actually end up being a little bit disappointing. So take sprouts. Um, obviously, a lot of you seem to enjoy those. But for me, I know you're supposed to like them, but I really have tried. And I just they just don't do it for me. I cannot eat them. Although... Even having said that, I will always take one token sprout on Christmas Day because I feel like I owe it to the perfect Christmas dinner, even though not really my thing. So there's the sprouts. And then even actually when you think about, so Home Alone, the little family there, um, perfect family, you know, they have perfect plans for Christmas. They uh, jet off to Paris, but as I'm sure you'll know if you've seen the film, they leave poor eight-year-old Kevin behind in the chaos of trying to get everybody off to the airport. Um, he's left at home. So while poor Kevin, eight-year-old Kevin, is left to contend with two would-be burglars, his poor devastated mum is running around frantically trying to get a flight back to spend Christmas with her son. So, mm, not so perfect um, after all. Uh, now, apparently, I was reading, a, a poll has suggested that there are three million family rows over Christmas. <laughs> and a newspaper article entitled uh, Enough to Drive You Crackers spoke of people cracking up at Christmas as a result of the pressure to be perfect. And referring to an article written by a psychiatrist called Cheer Up, It's Soon Over, the advice was, remember that Christmas, although recurrent, doesn't last forever. So, with all the magic and the stress and the hype of Christmas, do we sometimes actually miss the point? After all, if we were able to make Christmas perfect by ourselves, then we wouldn't have any need for Christmas. 
And we can often end up feeling as grumpy or as restless as our friend the innkeeper was over there at the start of his night. So, should we have a look and see what the Bible says? I'm just going to read from Luke 2, um, verses 8 to 20, and it's going to, there we go, come up on the screen. So, Luke 2. Um, And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favour rests. When the angel had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherd said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. I love that the first people on earth who hear about Jesus being born are the shepherds. Because actually, in those days, people didn't think much of shepherds, but God chose them to be amongst the first people to hear this great news. And their response, as we see, is absolutely brilliant. And this is what I want us to remember over Christmas time. Verse 16, they hurried off. The shepherds hurried off. Some translations say they made haste. They didn't have a debate about who would keep the wolf away from the sheep in the meantime. No question, they were going. As strange as the news might have seemed, they did as they'd been told. They gave their time and full attention to the newborn king, committing themselves and all that they had to Jesus. And at this time, we too are called to stop what we're doing, put down all the distractions and hurry off to Jesus, just like the shepherds did. We're so quick, aren't we, to hurry off to buy presents, organise the food, sort out the Christmas cards and the invites, make it a perfect Christmas, that sometimes we can forget why we celebrate this special baby in the first place. These other things can become our preoccupation rather than hurrying to Jesus and spending time with him. (coughs) Jesus came to earth on purpose. His arrival wasn't just for show, and it certainly wasn't easy. In his love for us, he gave up his rights as God and became human flesh, a tiny baby, so that ultimately he could die on the cross to remove the sin that spoils our relationship with God. He made it possible for us to be friends with him. 
So when we look Jesus in the face, just like our grumpy innkeeper did, putting down all the distractions, when we stop seeking the perfect Christmas in the tinsel and the turkey, it's then that we remember it's always about him. He's at the heart of Christmas. Let's make room for Jesus to invade our Christmas. We just sang in Joy to the World, let every heart prepare him room. Just as Mary treasured up the true beauty of Christmas and pondered it in her heart, let the story of that Christmas night ground your heart and still your soul. Let your praise drown out all the other things that might fight for your allegiance and attention this Christmas time and focus on the one who is always worth celebrating. Shall we pray? Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for the example of the shepherds. When they heard about you, they just put everything down and they hurried off to go and see you, to spend time with you, to worship you, to give you all that they had. And Lord Jesus, that's our prayer over this Christmas time. Lord, we ask that you'd help us in the busyness, in the chaos, in the cooking and the cleaning. Lord, you'd help us moment by moment in our hearts to hurry off to you, to spend time with you, and to remember that Christmas is all about you. It's always about you. And Jesus, I pray that we would know that afresh over the next few days. In Jesus' name, amen.